Hey guys and welcome to the Arsenal podcast. I'm your host Elijah and on today's show we're going to be looking at what happened recently against Watford as well as a special FA Cup final preview against Chelsea. Yes, so the first game we're going to talk about is the game we played today, the final game of the season. Ah, finally. But yes, we played Watford at home and it was a comfortable 3-2 win. Well, I say comfortable. First half, it was definitely comfortable. Um, We went 1-0 up within five minutes. It was a penalty by Craig Dawson. We pushed Lacazette to the floor via... For me, it took too long to review that. I think it took about four minutes, 30 seconds. Too long to review that. It was a, it was a penalty first time, but yeah, um, that happened. Bamiyang slotted it away, made him in contention for the Golden Boots. 21st goal of the season. Then Pepe delivers a beautiful cross. And um, on this podcast, especially in the Who Stays and Who Goes episode, you'll know I was quite critical of Pepe, saying I wanted more from him. And... Um, he delivered a beautiful cross, the same cross that he delivered against Manchester City in the FA Cup semi-final. But instead of Aubameyang obviously finishing it, he passed it to Tierney and assisted Tierney to, I believe it was his first goal this season, which was, I think it was a very, very beautiful goal. It looked very soft from the replay. It looked even like a pass. But yeah, that made it 2-0. And then we had a corner, Aubameyang does a madness. He scores a beautiful bicycle kick and that made it 3-0 up. I think it was within 35 minutes and Arteta couldn't have been any happier. Watford obviously having needing to win that game to have any chance of staying up in the Premier League. But from there, obviously, you would think surely they're going to be relegated, surely. But, typical Arsenal and um, David Luiz. Oh, God, yep, you know, I'm always talking about him, but um, he set a new Premier League record. I should really put some tapping music when I say that, but yes, he has set a new Premier League record for most goals conceded from a penalty, most penalties conceded, really. Um, he's conceded obviously five. He brined down, I think it was Danny Welbeck, but it was so late, so unnecessary. Seen the replay so many times, so unnecessary and so late. I don't care what anyone says. He, he didn't need to make it. The ball was, I think it was already gone out. And then making that type of tackle, that is like, that is the worst tackle you could make at the worst time. But, yeah, he's obviously let a penalty. To be honest with you, he didn't get booked or anything. So that was just like, okay. But for me, David Luiz shouldn't be playing for this club. I don't care. He can bring up his, what, World Cup winnings. I think he has won a World Cup. Um, his days at PSG, that he was the most expensive defender. For me, he's finished. He never once he left Chelsea, he should have been going to Benfica to go retire or collect or go to America to collect retirement money. For me, should not be playing for Arsenal. You can tell me about the Chelsea game all you want, but for me, should not. And I repeat, should not be playing for Arsenal at his age. No, no, no. We should be having young, young centre backs playing. Don't care. But um, you can tell me all you want, but David Luiz not good enough. Um, then obviously Dini slots her away. Yep, yep, yep. Corners calls us whatever he wants before, but yeah, he scored. Ugh. Um, then we get into the second half. It wasn't a backs against the wall performance. It was more, I think, 
get the ball to Bamianga and let him score so that he could be in with a chance for the golden boot because obviously they'd already scored two and Vardy hadn't scored any at the time because I think they were losing 1-0 still joining 0-0 with United but yeah they won't it was, we had a good chance from Eddie Nketiah. He obviously passed it into Bamiyang. Bamiyang just missed it, but it was a good save from Foster. And then we had another chance from Maitland Niles. Again, another brilliant save from Foster. Obviously, he could have passed it to Bamiyang, but he decided to shoot, which I think, again, for youngster, you need to get shots away as well. So you just can't be feeding a Bamiyang everything. So I understand you take the shot. That's up to you. But obviously not finished it a good cross Ugh. but um i think martinez just missed it literally just missed it. if he came out a second or two earlier would have got there but just missed it and then Welbeck with the tap in scores and um well we don't need to say more than that but watford really tested our defense today and i don't blame them because you're fighting for survival of course you would do that it was backs against the walls for the second half literally for the last 15, 10 minutes, backs against the wall because they they had, I think it was four or five chances already that they should have scored. But definitely, they would they would have felt unlucky to, to lose the game. They should have got something out of the game. But again, Arsenal should have killed off the game. It should have been 5-0 minimum. Like um, in the Manchester City game, should have been 5-0. But, you know, Arsenal. And, um... Just back on that David Luiz topic, actually, I just again just like to emphasise he's not he's not good enough for this team. I know he's putting some decent performances, but he's putting more bad performances than good ones. And if you'd like me to, I can even bring out a full list of bad performances he's had, or somewhere where he's had his shaky moments. And um, for once, and I could admit it, we missed Mustafi. Yes, boys and girls, we missed Mustafi definitely because with Mustafi recently he's just been a new man but David Luiz oh he's just got a mistake in him don't get me wrong Mustafi is a ticking time bomb with no timer and I say that because you don't know when it's going to happen he's a he's he's a ticking time bomb as people said but the problem is with the ticking time bomb it's got a timer on it but he don't have a timer because it could be the 80th minute of the game then he starts to make mistakes but then before that he's smooth sailing so with Mustafi you just don't know when but David Luiz oh my god you just see it when David Luiz mistake is coming because when the way he starts the game will tell you that yet mistake is happening today it will it will just tell you all by his positioning if he's getting caught off guard then yeah you will definitely tell that he's going to have a mistake or have a bad bad game so just just that I clear that it but I definitely think Arsenal need new defenders this summer. You might tell me we've got, what, I think it's eight defenders. So at least four of them need to be moved on. I don't care. think, um, who do we have? David Luiz. But again, I just can't keep complaining about David Luiz because he's going to be here for another year. So, But I don't care. No matter how many good performances he has, how many bad performances, I don't care. He, sh- he just shouldn't be playing for this club. Maybe... In his prime when he was what 25 26 okay i would have considered it and i only say considered it because from watching him at times you would see him attacking like a striker because he knew that i think it was when chelsea were winning i think it was three or four nil against the team you would see him up playing as a striker not even covering his defense and then defensive position but yeah no david louise i would have considered taking him in his prime but 
for me he's finished he's washed up another person i actually need to talk about and i haven't talked about as much on this podcast as i would like to have but this Mesut Ozil i don't care what anyone says he's been a great player from when he's played in his prime beautiful what was it 16 assists in 15 games or something like that it was a beautiful assist record don't get me wrong before everybody starts saying oh you're defending guys don't get me wrong he's been a great player but i think over the last two seasons now is it's been poor hasn't been able to get into the side there's two managers now who's been out of favor and when he even played on the wenger he was still for me you could see the decline in him but i don't think all the hatred messages that some arsenal fans are sending to him is correct definitely don't think so he 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 was a good player he he served us well yes he might not have been the main guy to help us end our trophy drought before we won the fa cup but he was still a part in that so but i think now it's time to part ways with him either the board take a big loss and pay him off what i think is 15 million they'll have to pay him off that is like a manager salary um to get rid of them and their backroom staff so you see how much he's earning but take take a hit lose him if you know a club won't be willing to because i don't personally think a loan move elsewhere would would really benefit i just think get him off the books take a 10 million 12 million hit as well as or find a buyer i heard that istanbul um, a team in Turkey were interested in him and he's I think he's considering playing in Turkey because obviously I think family's from there so definitely if they can uh, offer 10 15 million just take it so obviously definitely you'll have to um, take a pay cut and I think yeah that is pretty obvious but I think he could actually go considering he's got ties to the Turkish president and the Turkish president actually wants him to come so Again, it's either take a hit, take a loss on them, or sell in place because you can't have a 350 grand a week player not playing and then he's not doing anything on the pitch. If somebody's earning that much, for example, Kevin De Bruyne, I believe he's on the same, or David De Gea, but David De Gea, yeah, for me, he's finished again. But um, somebody like De Bruyne should be able to go ahead and rely on them and be like, okay. If they're not playing, at least when they come on the pitch, you're going to be like, yep, magic is going to happen straight away. Magic, magic, magic. But with with Ozil, you can't have that because in some games, you'll be a passenger and you won't even notice. And that is happening far too often. Look at David Silva. If you ask me, he's doing more more than Ozil and he he even plays in the same position. He's been, this season, he's done more than Ozil in the last three. Honestly, I can hold my hands up and say that proudly. He's done more than Ozil in the last three years. David Silva. This season alone, he's done more than Ozil in the past three years. For me, just shows it's time to go, mate. Thank you for your services, but again, time to go. Guendouzi, again, another player I wanted to touch on. If he's not playing, then the door's there because I don't see him coming back to the team. I would love, actually, for him to actually kind of say because he's a youngster that we should... Be developing but if his attitude isn't right this is the second time again that it's happened with the manager it happened under Emery even happened under Arteta as well in Dubai as well so this isn't the first incident with Arteta so definitely think time to go um but we could get 40 42 million so happily take that that could go and strengthen elsewhere definitely and um yeah that's about it that I wanted to talk on, on a 
the team in general really as well as the Watford result but um, I'm actually wanting to talk about one transfer target that's actually getting me um, a bit suspicious with what's going on this summer and why business is going not going as usual but yes um, that'll be in the next part of the podcast so yeah Yeah, so the next player, which is a transfer target, which I'm sure majority of, of you would have heard about, is this, um, I think, a 17-year-old youngster, Jolson Fernandez. But this is where I, I just have to talk about it. It's because you want to pay, I think it's £41 million or or I think, yeah, that's his release clause, but I think we're looking to pay £15 million. But oh, we should be reinvesting in other positions. And this is where our owners will be like oh yes we spent money oh guys we spent money josh Conke will come and say oh we spent money look at the money that we spent over the last five years but the problem is that money has been spent in the wrong positions sorry mate but last year when we went to go and buy pepe for 72 million no 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 we could have built a whole defense with that sorry no um we never should have bought pepe i'm not in agreement with it you can tell me what he's done on the pitch this season uh what was it 40 40 games 16 goal contributions okay yes he's played on the three managers but again i've laid my expectations with pepe if he cannot deliver 12 assists and seven goals next season or do at least anything because i can check his key passes and stuff if he doesn't even have at least 30 key passes because i think it's sterling who's been scoring goals and not really assisting has i think it's 28 key passes so if you're not providing more than 30 key passes next season like i think it was what abamyang did with the tierney goal of course that he's passed it to him um, obviously, he's the one that crossed the ball originally. Yeah, that's that's going to count as a key pass. So, if you can't get at least 12 assists, which, okay, you can understand. Maybe if we do get an attacking midfielder, then you can say, okay, he'll be creating as well. So, you can't expect just him. But next season, definitely 12 assists, 7 goals, or at least 6 assists, 6 goals, and... 20 key passes that is my expectations of pep if you want to tell me anything more than that then brilliant if, if you want to tell me anything less than that then i stick by my point he's not a good he's not for the team uh but yes back to the jolson fernandez why are we buying a right mid right winger sorry why are we buying a right winger and this is the problem as i said the money is not being spent in the in the correct places last year we spent what, 140 odd million on Emery, yet that was not spent in the in the right places. Uh, what, who was it? We only spent, I think it was thirty million on defenders, and that was David Luiz and Saint and um, Saliba that we loaned back out to Saint Etienne, which is obviously why we could get him for cheaper. But it's not the main point. David Luiz, sorry, but again, have expressed my concerns with David Luiz. Shouldn't be playing for the club. Pepe, we should have obviously not bought him and paid a defender, even. I would have even taken what's the name of this guy. Even I would have taken Umtiti if you if he was fit at least because I know Umtiti is injury prone. But if if at least he was staying fit like when he did, I think it was for the Euros or World Cup. Sorry, if he could stay fit like that, play matches like that, then definitely I'll happily I'll happily I'll happily have him in the team over Pepe any day of the week because we need the money to be spent in defense. Look at Pep Guardiola's first season. He spent 150 million on fullbacks or on defense as a whole. 150 million. 100. That is some clubs' transfer budget. Some even can't even reach that. And I know 
everybody will start saying, oh, we don't have enough funds. I understand that. And I think it's pretty obvious to everyone that we don't have the funds, we don't have the money. But our owner is the fourth richest in the Premier League by wealth. Yes, Man City, oh, we know Sheikh Mansour, yeah, he's on a different level to everybody. But you're worth, I think, what was it? 13 billion pounds. You can't drop us at least 300 million over the next over the course of the next three years or, or two years in fact because the the market is it's mad now so yes over the next two years you can't drop us 300 million yet you can spend more than a billion pound on the new stadium in in the flipping america try not to swear because i don't want this video um podcast sorry not to get monetized but in general flipping one billion pounds on the stadium and you can't even drop us a quick 300 million for signings Jesus, and and you expect this club to be turning profits, profits, my guy, and you can't even drop us three hundred million to spend over the next two years. Yes, you might say, oh, we need to be precautious because look what happened with Emery. Because I know that's probably what they'll say that we can't be spending hundred million on every manager. But I think it's pretty obvious. You can see what Arteta is about. You could see Emery. We can all be honest from the beginning. Yes, we could have got excited a little bit, a little bit, and I, and I could happily say I got excited a little bit. But towards the halfway point of the season, from December and onwards, and this was just in his first season, you could see the steady decline in him already. We, towards the end of the season, he was doing his nonsense, playing players in the wrong position. That is why we missed out on the top four before Baku, that we needed to win that game so much. We had missed out because we drew against Palace and Brighton. Brighton and even Brighton were flipping taking the mick out of us and I think there's a video that you can even go and see of a Brighton player taking absolute piss out of our players because we couldn't beat Brighton no disrespect to Brighton but sorry mate yeah you can see the decline in Emery as I'll say Baku we don't need to talk about that that was just a nightmare we can move on from that and then first obviously in the first couple of months in the beginning of the season again doing the same thing as towards the end of last season so for me you can see the decline in Emery already but Arteta you can definitely see he's working very well with what he's got you can see at least half of those players should not be at this team sorry but at least half of them you've obviously got David Luiz, Mustafi, Kolasinac Players like that should not be at this club. Kalasinak, you could tell me, oh, he he was a bank average player. Now, you, and I know you might be saying, oh, um, he's just here to do his job and get out of here. Sorry, mate, but it's too many times where you've had poor performances. You've just been under average. Under. It's too many times. Sorry, but, yeah, no. Um, he needs to go. So, in general, I think... What, with what Arteta's had to work with, he's done a pretty good job, I would say. Obviously, there have been defeats, like against Brighton and, um, yeah, Tottenham. But it's not his fault. Obviously, errors, because we have, I think it was a stat, yeah, that we've dropped the most points for a minute. But don't forget, we've still got errors that's made us drop those points, as well as we can't keep up with the fast um, performances like, Maybe first half we'll have a brilliant, energetic first half. Second half we're knackered. It was only against the Chelsea game where we lasted much longer, which was 60 minutes. But having seen a full 90, that obviously the Man City game was backs against the wall the whole game. Same with Liverpool, backs against the wall once we got the job done in the first half. 
but in general, not that we've been like winning 2 0 something. Not even a, the Man United game. Yeah, uh, yeah. United fans can come and banter me all all they want, but that game we couldn't. I don't even think they created one shot in the second half, so you can't really talk about anything. But back to what I was saying. We haven't had a full 90 minutes where you could have been like job done yet. But again, that Man United performance was, yeah, you could say, okay, brilliant performance. And that was just the end of the game, really. But obviously, coming out of this um, lockdown, not too well. But yeah, I just wanted to really touch on that. Um, mainly the Jolson Fernandez point that we shouldn't really be buying him. I know he's a youngster and stuff that we do look to buy at least one youngster every season. But we've got Saka, we've got Martellini. So, I don't see the point. And he's a right winger. Again, you could say we've got Reese Nelson. In fact, that was the other name I wanted to say. But why are we buying another winger again? Ugh, it, it just doesn't make sense when we need the money to be spent elsewhere. We need at least 80 million on defenders. Sorry, but we need at least 80. I know it's going to be hard to get good big names centre back for 80 because defenders are going for crazy now. But I think maybe somebody like. I don't know to be honest but i think there was a free guy that we're going to get from france yep somebody like that okay we could get him he's still young and stuff that is somebody where we need and then we still need at least two more central defenders uh defensive midfielder and an attacking midfielder and um yeah that that really is about it um obviously because arteta is going to play what four four two three one next season or four three three i think um, another position, I don't think it's necessary, but if we can, if I don't, we'll still get It's maybe another young, promising left-back. I know you could say Saka, but isn't Saka going to play? Because it's what I want, really, and I think I do even have a lineup. This is what I want our team to be next season. I, I, at least I would prefer our team to be this way next season than for, for say, something much more, how do you say, much more different. I'll prefer um, in goal next season, Leno definitely. Um, right centre back, because this is um, a 4 2 3 1 I'm going with, but I think I'll to obviously play a 4 3 3. Similar formation, similar styles. But yes, back in goal, Leno definitely without that. Obviously, Martinez rotated up, for example, when we're playing somebody low as Aston Villa, play Martinez in goal and then leave Leno for the big games. And as well as play. Um, Martinez in the Europa League until we get to a decent stage. That's if we at least beat Chelsea, but I think we should. But yes, yeah, Saliba and Mari as the two centre backs. I think, yep, we know Pablo Mari. From what we've seen, positive signs. Saliba, I think he's been hyped all season and correctly so because from what I've seen of him in France, he's very solid. That that Saint Etienne can't even last without him, honestly. He. Obviously, they only conceded one goal against PSG, and you expect PSG to go score four or five. But I think the, the defense tried, but without Saliba, it just wasn't wasn't good enough. Um, right back Cedric again rotated with Hector Bellerin. Just just put a name in there. I really did. Um, and on the left, Kieran Tierney, without a doubt, he's definitely future captain as well. And um, yeah, that's the back four. Um, the two midfielders, holding midfielders, I would say would be Partey and Tobias. Obviously, Partey is looking like hopefully would come here. But, I mean, oh, what a move that would be. Because if, from a logical point of view, you're 27 years old, 
you you're playing you're playing at a Champions League club, but to come to a team that's looking to rebuild for the next five years or or maybe five years is a bit of a stretch. Three to five, that is more reasonable. Three to five years, you would be thirty years old. Who knows what the club will want to do? Sorry, but if if I were him, obviously Arsenal's a big big club. No matter what you say, no matter the decline that we're having, we're still a big club. But from a logistical point of sense, maybe it's a new challenge for him. And I know a lot of people in Ghana who support him definitely want him to go because they know in Africa, Arsenal is the most followed team. Then it's Man United. Even Chelsea's ahead of Man United in Africa, I believe. So definitely Partey, 100% should definitely come by again. In my head, would have made logistical sense on um, Partey to come. But let's see if he comes. Um, next one, next to him, Sabayos. Sabayos, beautiful play this season, definitely. I think we should try and get him on another loan deal. 40 million. Oof, 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 oof. It's a bit. Because I know Sabayos will turn up. He's looking like he will be turning up on on days, but it's just full. Well, this money, because I think over the last couple of years, we don't really have one single player that we can say, oh, yeah, we've bought them and then we've developed them, really, um, that we can get a good... Apart from Gwendouzi this season, Sakov, of course. Um, apart from the youngsters, for example, that's, like, come through our academies, only Gwendouzi, I would actually say. Uh, Leno's values, what, he arrived for 20 million? Okay, yes, you could say we've improved him, obviously, because I think he will go for about 30, 35, but I just mean a good value. So, yes, about us, hopefully, we do sign him on another loan. If it's permanent, well, you can't really complain, but let's just, I would prefer that we get this defence sorted and then come back to that one. So, but yeah, for me, Sabayas on another loan, they'll be brilliant. But yeah, definitely. On, um, as the attacking midfielder, it's a very controversial one because I know a lot of Arsenal fans are saying yes to this and a lot of Arsenal fans are saying no. And it's Felipe Coutinho. Even I was a bit unsure, especially number one because of his wage. said I don't want him to become another Ozil. I'm not saying all oh, number 10s are lazy because um, you could clearly point out Bruno Fernandes, David Silva, Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, not Kevin De Bruyne, he's more of a box-to-box midfielder. So, um, yeah, just more examples, Bruno and David Silva and the... They're good players, definitely. David Silva's obviously on a different level because he's been here longer. He's done, yeah, he's incredible. But if we could get Coutinho, happily take him. But I think we need to lay down the foundations with him pretty simply. Um, just you need to be performing, working hard. Don't think that because you've come from Barcelona, you're special. We just need to lay down the laws of Coutinho and make sure we get the best out of him. On the left, we have Bukayo Saka, and Saka obviously breakthrough season he's getting the number seven shirt um from next season i think he did yeah from next season um fully deserved definitely he'll follow in the likes of sanchez perez thomas rosiski well deserved and i think yeah he will be our first englishman in yeah in the in the past two decades i believe yeah um or three decades to wear the number seven so happy for him definitely deserved um, on the right, I know you're going to start saying, oh, I've been criticising all this time, but yes, Pepe. And um, as I said previously, expectations are very clear. I don't need to go over them again. It's just simple. If you can't deliver, Reese Nelson. Even I don't think Reese Nelson is ready because you'll see with Reese Nelson, he'll come on 
the first 20 minutes he'll be poor and I think any Arsenal fan could admit first 20 minutes he won't grow into the game as quickly but then from there yes that's when he'll click but don't think he, he should be a main start maybe against teams like Southampton Everton Brighton start start against them and make sure you play for the full 90 unless if he's having a poor game but yeah definitely um not front Abamyang, please time down you can see how vital he is to us 22 goals this season it's pretty self-explanatory why do we need him we need his goals we need him as a person we need him as a a father figure around the club because i can see the way he treats saka um nelson and all of those youngsters taking them under his wing like a father so yeah definitely with his experience giving them confidence definitely um next season we should definitely have attacking options off the bench we've got we should have the likes of willock as well so that would definitely be right and i think willock it's not he's a good player don't get me wrong but i think willock is just i think it's not his positional play because he's definitely in the right places at the right time but number one his shooting and his visual awareness that needs to be a little bit better he's shooting definitely but yeah visual awareness for me should be better but then should be set for life really but yeah that is my 11 please let me know what you think next season but seeing just a couple especially like Coutinho and Tobias getting back I'm not sure if we could get that but Partey and um, a couple of new defenders yeah definitely should needed definitely but yes just wanted to clear that up with the transfers and um who should stay who should go don't forget to check that episode out since i've done that already but um yeah that is it for this part of the segment um just again wanted to clear stuff up with joe joe um joseph fernandez so let's cover um the, the defenders in this team and why we haven't spent the money in the right places so yeah um in general that that's just about it for this segment Yes, and the final part of this segment of the podcast is just to round it off. It's really just to look at the FA Cup final that we have in about a week or six days' time, depending on when you lot are seeing this. But yeah, I think Chelsea should should beat them. I don't see why, but Chelsea again got really nothing to play for. But again, that happened last year in Baku. They had nothing to play for. They had got Champions League football already and they absolutely annihilated us. But with the manager that we have, should be much different. Especially, the reason why I definitely do say that it's because when we've played Chelsea this season, we were unfortunate to lose against them um, at home. I wouldn't say that that was Lennon's fault really, but Kovacic, uh, Jorginho, sorry, should have been sent off then. Uh, yeah. uh, but in general... Should have won that game, and then the, probably I would say one about a third or fourth best game of this season was obviously Chelsea away from home. That um, Chelsea getting sent down to ten, I mean us ten men, and we still even going after going behind twice to still salvage a point. Beautiful Martellini, beautiful. You made Kante look like a clown on the pitch, dropping like that. But in general beautiful game to watch and I think yeah Arteta just knows the way Chelsea should set up 
Um, obviously, it'll be first manager's um, chance to win some silverware, but I just definitely think we have the team. We have, um, let's say, the momentum because Chelsea's won against Wolves. Um, Mason Mount, beautiful goal, and um, Giroud, Giroud, Giroud. Um, but yes, Giroud is another player we need to watch out for because he's been on fire recently. But yeah, general, in general, really, we should win. Ugh, I want to predict the bottom. Just don't want this to come and bite me back in the ass. But I would say a uh, uh, two no win. Ah, uh, but Chelsea, yeah, two no win. Only reason why I say that because Chelsea won't give us the backs against the Wolves like Manchester City did. It wouldn't be like that. The intensity would still be there. Don't get me wrong, but it wouldn't be consistent. Backs against the wall. Backs against the wall. We. It would be more of a. 50-50 game, I would say like when the position um, uh, possession really stats come out, I would say that yes, we might not have too much of the ball, I would say maybe it'll be about 40-60 Chelsea, I, I don't see them dominating like Man City or or Liverpool having 92% or over 90%, I don't think Chelsea are that team so, I don't think we need to play counter-attacking football but we can definitely work their, our way around their system. So, yeah, definitely. That was just it for the FA Cup preview. That is it for this podcast. Hopefully, you've enjoyed the podcast for today. And, um, yeah, should be back. Uh, don't know when because um, I did say I'll be back on Tuesday. But guess what? We're back on Sunday, final day of the season. But um, with the podcast, it can be anytime. Just make sure you're subscribed. That is a good idea so that you know when I make a new video or podcast. So, yeah, do subscribe. Um, I hope, I hope to see you back. I would say after the FA Cup final. That is when. Could be back before then. Not sure. But, yeah, FA Cup. After the FA Cup final. Hopefully I'll be happy. But, yeah, after the FA Cup final, should be back. Unless if I feel the need to do a podcast. Oh, yes, the who goes and who stays. I mean, not the who goes and who stays, but... The transfers, yes. Um, transfer targets and who I should look at, yes. That should be coming out, I think, hopefully Wednesday. But if not, again, see you after the FA Cup final. Thank you for watching and uh, see you very soon.